What does it really take to live intentionally? Creating a life that is authentic, intentional, and surrendered. I'm your host, Shauna D. Harrison. You know, sometimes walking with friends, walking with mentors, walking with God is just what you need to live intentionally. I'm an author, I'm a mentor, a mom, a wife, an entrepreneur, I'm a prophetic voice for this season, and honestly, a truth talker. I want you to join me in conversations that are good, conversations that are God, conversations that are about culture and business and relationships. I want you to join me as we go down this journey of what it really looks like to live a surrendered life. I've been around the block a little bit and I've got some expertise that I wanna share with you and I've got some experts that I wanna share with you as well. And so come take a walk with me as we live intentionally and as we live surrendered. Hey everyone, welcome to the Live Surrendered Podcast. I'm your host, Shauna D. Harrison, and I'm so excited to be on with you again today. And so if it's your first time here, I wanna introduce myself. I am a mother, I am a wife, I'm a pastor, I'm a prophetic voice for this season and so many other things that you probably heard during the introduction. And today we want to talk about God and therapy. You know, this has been such a buzzword over the last 10 years, therapy, uh, clinicals, uh, having a psychiatrist, having a um, a physiotherapist, having a um, all of the things, whatever it may be, whether it's for body, whether it's for mind, whether it's for soul, having someone that can be counsel for you. And so how many of you have ever gone through something so devastating and so trying that you sat right there in the middle of your situation just knowing that there was something that needed to be done you didn't know if you needed to see a psychiatrist you didn't know if you needed to see a psychologist you didn't know if you needed a therapist or a counselor or a coach you just had no idea but you knew that you had gone through some things that needed to be fixed you knew that you had been broken and some of you are listening and you're broken right now when you're thinking you know this podcast is right on time well I've been through quite a bit myself and you know today I can say that I'm a mental health coach and I have and as a pastor I have coached and counseled people through so many different trials and helped to facilitate healing for them because if you can't get anything else out of therapy if you can't get anything else out of having a psychologist or a psychiatrist you need to be able to get healing out of it and so the question I want to ask today and I really want you to be thinking about as you sit on the podcast and even as you get off of the podcast are uh, kind of deep they, they go kind of deep and they go kind of wide and so you know when I think about therapy I think about the couch right I think about weekly or monthly or bi-weekly meetings I think about advice, I think about counsel, I think about someone helping me to walk through the tough places in life. And in a way, it almost sounds like discipleship or mentorship. And there are some parallels there. 
And I think that it's important that we understand that there are parallels there. But why do we need it? Why do we need therapy? And do we really need therapy? Is the term Jesus in therapy or God in therapy a really good term to sort of drag around the internet? Or is it the type of term that we really do need to be a little more reserved using? You know, oftentimes I wonder just how the Holy Spirit feels, just how God feels when we say, yeah, we need God, but we also need therapy. Yeah, we need Jesus, but we also need therapy. How does he really feel when we talk like that? How does that make the Holy Spirit feel? Does it grieve the Holy Spirit? As a believer and as a follower of Christ, I just in some ways feel really grieved when I hear people say, yeah, I need Jesus. I need all of the Jesus, but I also need. Because what it does when we say that is it sort of takes something away from who Jesus is. It almost says, yeah, I need what Jesus has. I need what God has, but he really doesn't have everything that's going to fix me. He really doesn't have everything that I need that's going to uh, make me whole again. Um, in other words, if I just have Jesus, if I only have God, I'm going to continue to be broken. And so I need that therapy. I need that human being. Well, I'm not here to say that you don't need it. In fact, I believe that God places good counsel in our lives uh, for a reason. And it's not that Jesus isn't enough. In fact, Jesus is Jehovah Jireh. He is the provider of all things. He provides everything that we need, right? Uh, everything. There isn't anything that we can't find in him. And I'm not just saying it just because it sounds good. I'm saying it because I know what it like I know what it's like to be suicidal, to want to um, unalive, so to speak, myself from the planet Earth. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to not want to be here anymore and not have access to a therapist, not have access to a psychiatrist, a psychologist, or a clinician. I know what that's like. I know what it's like, and so many of you do too, to be in a position where it's the unpopular opinion. And for so long in the black community, in the African-American community even, it is unpopular, it has been unpopular. And it isn't until recently that it's begun to become uh, popular to say, you know, oh, I need a therapist or I wanna do counseling or I wanna do coaching. You know, with COVID, um, there was such an increase in the number of people that felt like they needed some sort of mental health coaching, mental health counseling. The American Association of Christian Counselors, which I am a member, a certified member, uh, began to give more and more classes on how to deal with people who are going through depression and how to deal with people who are going through uh, different levels of um, different levels of suicidal thoughts and different levels of trauma. Um, all of the things that came with COVID because what the mental health community found, y'all listen, listen to this. What the mental health community found was that people were dealing with things on one level and they were being catapulted to the highest level of care in the land. That would be a psychiatrist and everyone was being put on medication. Doesn't matter who you were, doesn't matter what you were, what your feelings were, doesn't matter what the session looked like 
most people were being put on medication. Well, after meds, guess what? There's nothing because meds is the top of the line. After you're medicated and you continue to be medicated, there really isn't any other answer except for the fact that, you know, you've got someone in your life that can help you process your feelings and your thoughts. But ultimately, most people were being put on medication. And today here in the United States of America, we are at an unprecedented number where so many people, more people than ever are medicated, more people than ever are um, on some sort of psychotropic medication or um, everyone just seems to be on medication. And, and so today I really want to share with you some of the techniques and some of the things that I've done in the past and I think that will be helpful for a lot of you because I believe that with counsel and the word counsel being mentioned, I think about 170 times in the Bible, I believe that it is something that Jesus definitely condones. The word counsel and being, um, being in good counsel and getting a good counselor and having good counsel and godly counsel, it's all scripture. It's in the Bible. And so I just believe that we have sort of put this word therapy, we've kind of put a, a new word on an old paradigm, on an old thought process, on an old idea. That's how I feel. I feel like uh, counseling has been around since the beginning of time, you know, in some way, shape or form, but we've put this word therapy on it and now we've almost attempted to make it new. Oh, it's something brand new, something we've never had before. When really, in fact, with it being mentioned, the word itself, 170 times throughout scripture surely it's not new surely it's not new one thing that i've definitely found though and i think that this is something something to think about with the word counsel and even you know coach just think coach let's think counsel let's think um you know uh, uh mentoring with this word being mentioned about 170 times in the Bible, one thing is for sure, is that it's not a new concept to Jesus. It isn't a new idea to Jesus. And in fact, in Jeremiah, mental health was something that he definitely spoke about. He spoke about the trauma of, um, and ministered to people that were in a state of trauma. These were the children of Israel. I believe that the children of Israel went through um, generation after generation after generation went through some sort of trauma from the youngest to the oldest they had to deal with all of the things that came about with leaving egypt and wandering in the wilderness and fighting and warring and worshiping other gods and uh, being disowned by god and they had to deal with all of this stuff and so trauma was definitely something that they were accustomed to and used to it didn't have the label of trauma on it and so as we think about that, this isn't new. This is something that, you know, is as old as time is. As I think about Abraham, Isaac, and even Jacob, and some of the dysfunction that was passed down from generation to generation to generation, even as I think about Leah and Rachel, and I think about 
you know, Rachel being chosen over Leah and Leah not having the beauty that Rachel had. I mean, she had to have some issues to be known as and to be known as the ugly one or to be known as the one who who wasn't as beautiful, wasn't as fair as her sister, wasn't chosen didn't I mean she 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 didn't she wasn't even in the position where she where uh, he wanted to choose her you know and so trauma isn't something that's new anxiety fears all of these things are not things that are new they're all emotions and um, things that were that were that have always been dealt with and we're dealing with today but the question is this can you counsel a demon or coach a demon if a person truly has a demon and can you set somebody free in terms of sending them through deliverance if it's just their flesh that's acting up? Yeah, I know that goes into a whole nother section, a whole nother thought process, but what are you going through today? And I want to, you know, I want you to think about this. What are the things that you're going through? What are the areas of your life that you know you're looking for healing in? You're, you're looking for God to do uh, something more, something new. Maybe you're brokenhearted. Maybe you're in despair. You know, the Psalms talks about uh, being in despair. It talks about hopelessness. The Psalms talk about being brokenhearted. The Bible talks about all of these things. And one thing I know for sure, and this is one of those tools and tricks that I've used over the years that God has taught me. One thing I know for sure is that spending time in the presence of God, spending time in the sweet presence of God, fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit in prayer, in worship, People think that it's overrated. People think that, oh, well, how much time can you pray? And how much time can you get in the face of God? And how much, how much of that can you do? Well, let me just say this, that Jesus, the Holy Spirit, Abba, he isn't just some guy who's sitting up in the sky, but he literally is waiting to fulfill an answer and even heal all of your broken spaces and places. I mean, he's literally waiting for you with outstretched arms, waiting to take away that despair. He's waiting to repair the hopelessness and literally help you to be hopeful again, help so that you can have faith again, so that you can believe again, so that you can walk in your destiny. He doesn't want you to be brokenhearted. He doesn't want you to be broken. Some of you have been so broken. You've gone through so much garbage in life that you are so fed up with some of the people in your life. You're fed up with the way they treated you. You're fed up with the way they've um, just uh, disrespected you and you're broken and you're brokenhearted. You walking in disappointment. Disappointment is one of the worst things to walk in. I've walked it out. I've walked it through and I know how hard it can be. And with that being said, what I want to do is pray for you because God is able to deliver you. And so Father, I thank you for health. I thank you for healing. I thank you for delivering. I thank you for setting free. I thank you, God, for being in relationship with your people. I thank you, God, for healing the brokenhearted and taking away the despair. I thank you, God, that according to 1 Peter 5 and 7, we cast all of our care on you for you care for us. And in the name of Jesus Christ, God, we know that you provide wholeness, that you provide healing, that you provide it all for you are Jehovah Jireh and there is nothing missing. There's nothing broken in you. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you. And we say thank you, 
Jesus. And it is so. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so I want you to remember, get in your closet, fast and pray. Go to your Christian counselor or your Christian mental health coach. Get a mentor, a disciple, be discipled. But above all things, please don't do it alone because you don't have to do any of it alone. There is a rainbow on the other side of your struggle. There's a rainbow on the other side of your trouble. There's a rainbow on the other side. You're not going to die this way. You're not going to live the rest of your life out living in despair, but it's going to be a life that's filled with hope. I know it to be true for you because it's for, because it is for me and God has done it for me and he's going to continue to do it for anyone that will ask, anyone that will live surrendered. All right, guys, I love you. Listen, don't forget to go over and um, take a look at my, um, join me on, on Cry Out. Take a look at some of the devotionals that I have on version, the Bible app. And of course, I want you guys to go over to YouTube and follow me, follow me, subscribe, hit your bell notifications on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on TikTok. I've also got some amazing merch on spring, which you're gonna love. And I just want you to be a part of this S31 surrendered tribe, the live surrendered tribe. That's who we are. You're gonna have a life-changing experience. So let's do this and let's do it together. God bless you guys, live surrendered.